now on the air from the state of Florida, where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house on Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the three patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your host, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko, and Trump Club Board Director, better known as the Shadow Mayor of Palm Coast, Alan Lowe. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Flagler Trump Club Future of Flagler video podcast. With me as always, we've got Alan here to the right, Mike to the left, and we've had a lot of exciting things go on in the last couple of days, starting with the state of Virginia. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. We had, well, I mean, uh, Youngkin was elected governor in Virginia. That was an upset. Uh, Virginia has been known as a strong democratic hold in, in, in the state, and of course it's an important uh, electoral uh, state. So, yes, the Republicans and the mainstream media are having a meltdown. Ah, I, I saw some of these folks on CNN and MSNBC um, just going out of their minds. And Biden himself is blaming everyone but Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. And, and, and if you look at the issues in that race, probably uh, parental rights uh, was a huge one. So we know that uh, Kerry, during the campaign, simply said that if you were a parent, uh, you should shut up. Uh, it's none of your business. The school board and the uh, school administrations will decide what your kid was taught. That was a major mistake. Yeah. Major Oops. mistake. And that's pretty much been the Democratic uh, position on, on most of those things. Uh, and unfortunately, some of our uh, woke Republicans share those views. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And um, I noticed in t this morning's uh, Flagler Fake News Live, our own Pierre Tristan was attacking that election, calling uh, calling every Republican a racist, um, the whole school board thing. Well, it's, they, it's they, yeah, they, not that I recommend anyone read that rag, but sometimes we have well, to keep we're, we're an eye on it. How's the boycott going? Yeah. Well, while you're bringing up. You know, the boycott's going well. Um, we now have a page up on our website where you can go to it. And it's going to say boycott, so just click on the boycott tab, and that keeps you up to date on all the people that are not renewing with Flagler Fake News Live and all the pe people, businesses that you folks need to call. Please start calling those numbers. Let these businesses know that you're not going to give them your money as long as they're doing business with a left-wing socialist, communist, anti-American uh, blogger uh, that pretends to be a journalist. And, and, and don't be surprised when you call them to find out that some of these advertisers don't even know they're advertising. Right. Some of the, he's actually filling <laughs> he's slots fake ads with them. fake ads. I don't know what that deal is. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something his accountant figured out. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it helps him persuade other advertisers. It, it, might, it might be. It might be. But um, moving on to other things, this, this, I saw this this morning. John Durham lives, ladies and gentlemen. He's actually a real person. He's out there, and he's made another arrest. Did you guys hear about this? No, I have not. Well, you remember the Steele dossier? Yes. Okay, well, Steele had a guy who was working with him, and I just want to make sure I pronounce his name correctly. It is Igor Denchenko. And, um, so I'm on he, TV once. He was arrested. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he did. He was arrested in Virginia yesterday uh, by John Durham. So... Um, you know, I'm glad that Durham lives. 
Well, a little, little too late, but maybe not for 2022. Well, yeah. and, and, and I see that CNN and others are trying to revive that, that Russian uh, hoax conspiracy and bring it up and, and oh. you know, try to, to dust off Steele's credentials and the dossier. Yeah, without a doubt. Without well, never, a doubt. never let a good lie you know, go to waste. No. Now, one other thing, speaking of CNN, no, you guys notice this or not, but Don Lemon, Don Lemon, um, <laughs> was was here in Florida with his boyfriend, and poolside hanging out, no mask, no, no <gasps> mask, no. Despite the fact that not he has true. told us to wear a mask, even when we're alone, home in bed or whatever, <laughs> uh, no mask. So this woman goes up to him. It's it's in social media now. She's got her cell phone and she goes live video live yeah. and she's just praising him and welcoming him to florida and you know say enjoy our wonderful weather and and uh you know you don't have a mask and and, <laughs> and uh he him and him and his uh boyfriend i assume that's his boyfriend uh got up and walked away oh hmm. he didn't like being live yeah i guess not no. i guess he didn't like being live without a mask he might have had more viewers than he has on cnn probably but, so uh well, that's interesting because uh, I see that he doubled down on poor Joe Rogan. So yep. for those of you that don't follow, Joe has a lot more listeners and viewers than <laughs> CNN and probably all of them put together. Joe had COVID, threw everything but the kitchen sink at it, including uh, the uh, horse dewormer medicine, according to CNN, which it's not. It was prescribed by a doctor in human doses. Uh, there are a lot of... Uh, medical applications in veterinary medicine for human medicine. So it was developed in humans, used uh, widespread, and then sometimes they have veterinary applications. But CNN, after he had Sanjay Gupta on and sort of embarrassed Sanjay, and Sanjay almost apologized. He came close. Don, he came very, very close. Don Lamont like uh, then had Sanjay back on, I would say, to bring go to the woodshed and, and more or less uh, be reprimanded for not following the party line on horse dewormer medicine. Uh -huh. so. And finally, um, our great governor, Ron DeSantis, uh, made an announcement uh, yesterday that, that he will be proposing legislation to create a special election police force. That's amazing and, and very much needed. Very much needed. And I understand, Alan, you have some special news for us today. Yeah, well, as you may remember, last year we did a Christmas tree lighting event over at the VFW, and it was very successful. We, uh, we donated a pickup truck load of toys to uh, a Christmas come true and some money to Flagler Volunteer Services. Well, this year, I've decided to do it again. So I would like to encourage everybody on December 3rd at 6 p.m. to come on over to the VFW. We will be having a Christmas tree lighting event again. And it's $10 per person, $5 per kid. If you bring an unwrapped gift, uh, a toy, then your kid can get in free. And we have uh, vendors tables, crafts, we have food, games, lots of stuff, raffles. It'll be a really good time. So that's December 3rd at 6 p.m. at the VFW over on Old Kings Road. And I understand you're going to be dressing up as Santa Claus this year. Santa Claus will be there. Santa Claus will be there. But it won't there. be me. It won't be you. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I will be there too. I know Mike will be there. We'll fantastic. send out some email blasts learning folks and um yeah it would be really fun. all right have some more ice cream you can be santa claus yeah you can be santa claus what are you trying to say <laughs> <laughs> anyway on that note i want to take us to our guest 
Uh, we have a great guest today. Uh, he's with a wonderful organization called Defend Florida. The website is defendflorida.org. I'd like to introduce everyone to Eddie Steelman. Yeah, thanks. It's a pleasure Welcome, to be Eddie. here. Welcome. Yep. So tell us about what you do at Defend Florida. Um, so I lead the canvassing team and the effort here in Flagler County. Right? Is, so is it a county operation or are you privately? It's, it's a statewide operation, right, divided into teams by county. And so okay. I'm leading the Flagler County team. And um, essentially what we've done is we've looked at the 2020 voter rolls and we've you know, run it through some formulas that the, the data analysts have created to create lists that we call walk sheets that allow us to go out and do community canvassing to verify that our voter rolls are clean. Are, are you insinuating that our voter rolls are not clean? <laughs> yeah, so what, what we found verifying, um, you know, I think that's the important thing is we took the data that we uncovered and then we went out and physically did the work, right, to, to verify. And based on, you know, 20,000 interactions, you know, give or take, um, you know, we're, we're basically asserting that there was over a million fraudulent votes in our election in 2020. In the state of Florida? In the state right, of Florida. Right, not just here in the county. So you have people throughout the state doing this now? Throughout the state, yep. And how did you get involved? Um, because you don't have a background from this. You hadn't done this before, right? No, I'm just, you know, regular guy. I'm a business owner. I saw what happened in 2020. Um, I watched the videos of you know, them shuffling people out of the arena to, you know, then uncover a box of ballots and run it through the scanner all night and these huge spikes and everything that everyone's seen, right? And I, and I just, I thought, well, what more evidence could you want than they caught it on video, you know? And it was like, okay, the news cycle just picks up something else and nothing to see here. And I couldn't get past it. Um, so I started, you know, doing what any you know business guy would do and look at the numbers. And so I found some some people on social, uh, Telegram, uh, Captain Seth Keschel. Uh, there's a gentleman running for Senate in Illinois named Bobby Python, um, and they just came up with some really sophisticated methods to look at the numbers, right, and then to verify those numbers by using the public. Um, information right the voter rolls they're accessible in every state you can request them you know they'll send you a disc and then they started actually doing the canvassing and checking those things out right and so what we're doing is when we find these irregularities we're actually having our canvassers uh, file sworn affidavits um, you know to to affect change and yeah now when you file those affidavits they go where um, the Secretary of State. Secretary of State. Yeah, so that's that's where we're uh, filing them. Now so, you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. In, in Flagler County, have you so far found any irregularities? Yes. Yeah. So the the numbers are holding pretty solid um, all over the state, and you know, with just a small team of canvassers, you know, donating an hour a week, you know, I think we were over fifty, you know, and probably we're closer to eighty. Um, irregularities that we found, right? But we're a volunteer army, so I run a business full time, 
and you know what I have to do is you know chase down the canvassers to get their physical results which are done on you know sheets like this right so I take these surveys and I upload them um, I record the results onto a spreadsheet and upload it um, through an FTP server to our data analyst right who then um, runs it through their program that produces the affidavits right then once the affidavits are complete I have to go download those take those to the canvasser along with their original walk sheet because this you know we're taking this very seriously we don't want you to you know swear to something under the penalty of perjury that you you know don't attest to um, and then we have to get it notarized right unlike uh, signing an affidavit for our ballots right we actually mm -hmm. have to get a notary mm -hmm. um, so I'm a little behind on the results because you know there's a lot of moving pieces but yeah we're what, what type of irregularities are you finding um, so the most common irregularity is voter doesn't live at the address right so we show up this is you know we're, we're very specific about being nonpartisan in our interactions you know we're you know introduce ourselves as being with defend Florida um, that we're here to you know basically um, interact with citizens and bring their voices to our representatives right and and make sure that everyone's vote counts so we're asking four questions two have to do with local issues um, but then the the meat and potatoes of it is we're asking them by what method did you use to vote in 2020 right so the irregularities that we find are you know they'll say I voted in person but our voter roll record says they voted uh, absentee right so an indication that a ballot went in in their name before they showed up to vote mm -hmm. right they'll say that I voted absentee but the voter roll says they didn't vote right an indication that they put a ballot in the mailbox and it didn't make it to the precinct right um, we're we're finding that they might have um, you know besides the method by which they voted but that it's also listing every other voter that's listed at that address so once we get done with the interaction with the first person we're asking if the other people at their residence are available to speak with and that's the real one that comes up is who are those people right uh, you know I've, I've owned this house for five or ten years I don't know who those people are you know but they're still registered to vote at that address right and in many cases they send in mail-in ballots. Some of these people have to be pretty shocked when you tell them what actually happened. Yeah, absolutely. The, the people that we interact with have no idea what happened, right? So it's not this big conspiracy that, you know, your neighbor was in on. You know, there were bad actors over the last, you know, however many years that have been, you know, intentionally creating this credit line of, potential fake votes that they could send in right and, and that's really what happened the people that are actually at the house many times they voted and everything's fine right but what we're uncovering is there's many more people that are registered to your address that voted you know who could have lived there at one time but if we're not continually cleaning up our our voter rolls you know we're just creating the potential for fraud and then this huge push for mail-in voting is just you know it's it's crazy how easy it could be to cheat so our whole mission is to make it as easy as possible 
um, for people to legitimately vote in person and as hard as possible for anybody to be able to cheat by mail. Yeah. Well, I, I heard in one of your other uh, presentations that you've done that, that you found a, a boat, maybe it wasn't you personally, but that you uncovered a boat slip that had, what, what did you say, 85 people registered to vote and there wasn't even a boat there? Yeah, it was 80 or 85 people, so registered to a boat slip in Brevard County, right? But maybe they were out on their boat, Alan. Oh, the bo yeah, 85 you know? boats yeah, in one the boat slip. wasn't yes. there. Well, I think it was a normal um, size slip, yeah. right? So it had to be a pretty big slip. You know, lifestyles right, of the rich and famous. People. On yeah. that note, we'll be right back because we're going to take a little break um, for our sponsors that make this broadcast possible. We'll be right back. Are you twisted enough for Twisted Minds escape rooms? Then check us out at twistedminds.com and book an adventure today. You can choose between Camp Calico or the mysteries of Vanished. How about travel back in time to 1840s California and visit Digger's General Store? Get ready, coming late spring, early summer 2021, a little bit of mayhem at Twisted Minds Escape Rooms in Palm Coast. Check us out at twistedminds.com or give us a call at 888-92-TWIST. We'll be waiting. Tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit, and golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player-designed Cypress Snow Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Snow Golf, voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tee time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. All right, we are back, and uh, we have our guest, Eddie Steelman from Defend Florida with us. Before we get to the next question, I just want to remind everyone that our Trump Club meets every third Monday. We start promptly at 6.30 p.m. at the VFW off of Old King. So get there 10, 15 minutes early to grab a seat because we fill up pretty fast most of the time. Anyway, uh, back to Eddie. Um, you were telling us about this boat slip that had 80, what, 85? I think it might have been 83. 83. More than 80, less than 85. Right. I don't want to be, you know. You want to be accurate. Yeah. So obviously, 80-something people aren't living at a boat slip. Correct. And they have no business voting. Correct. But yet, they have. Right. And this has got to be going on in every state, not just Florida. Absolutely. So are you guys working with other statewide organizations, different we, states? We are, yep. So um, there's a national organization called Defend Our Union. Um, I'm sure everyone's heard of Mike Lindell. He's out there sounding the alarms. So we've worked with his, you know, cyber experts. And um, we had people at the uh, cyber symposium. Um, we've, you know, we're, we're sort of version 2.0 from Arizona. So we've worked real closely with the people in Arizona. They did a you know, a hugely um, successful canvas of Maricopa County, and they're right now working in Pima. Um, and basically we took what they did and improved it, modified it, modernized it, made it easier um, to activate people. Um, and, you know, they're, they're starting that in Pima. Uh, we're helping uh, all, all over the country. We're finding a lot of nursing homes, right, who had more absentee votes from voters registered that address than they have beds, right? Which happened all over. Um, so, know, so, so this information that you're getting, mm -hmm. uh, is, 
bringing it back to Florida for a minute, have you presented any of that to our legislature here? Yes. Uh, so we've had meetings with secretaries of, uh, I'm sorry, supervisors of elections all over the state. Um, we've met with a number of senators. And then two weeks ago, um, you know, we got to meet with the governor's office. And really the, the data that we presented um, is, is the catalyst of yesterday's press conference, which I thought was just phenomenal that it was on the anniversary. And I just think it's great to be here. You know, today is kind of a special day. It's like, you know, when I really woke up from the sleep, so. So yesterday's press conference being with? Yeah, so Governor DeSantis held a press conference yesterday. And on his podium were two big bold words, election integrity. And about 15 minutes before he went, um, went live, his office called the, the leaders of Defend Florida and, and thanked us, um, let us know that it was a lot of the data that we produced, the methods that we're using, that inspired this, this uh, you know, him to add that to the agenda for the special session. And he's looking for our recommendations on the um, legislative action to take, mm -hmm. which I think are, you know, very common sense, very what, effective. What recommendations have you presented? So we are really pushing for um, getting rid of mail-in voting for convenience. You know, it, it should be a necessity. And in addition to that, we should uh, make it secure, as secure as possible, right? So in-person voting, we already have voter ID. You know, they're signing that ballot, their ID was already checked, but mail-in voting, that it doesn't exist. So we want all mail-in vote, mail votes to be by necessity and to be notarized. Um, we're also looking for secure ballot paper, right? So we, we've had you know, meetings and talks with the vendor who creates the, the paper for our $5 and $10 bills, right? And as you can see, votes count, right? And they're worth a lot more than five or 10 bucks. Everyone can feel the feel of money, right? So if that <laughs> piece of paper doesn't have that feel. Right, so why not have that level of security in our ballot paper? What about shortening early voting? Have you guys breached that at all? So that is definitely one of our um, bullet points. Now we know, you know, we know how things work. I'm sure there's gonna be some horse trading, if you will right, to, to get anything really passed. And, you know, I think in-person voting, my personal opinion in Florida is it's, it's pretty good uh, in person. Um, you know, but our idea for, for voting, voting holiday, one day in-person voting, right, stems from, you know, in part, the fact that there's a lot of mistrust in our voting machines, right? And we just, we see what's happening in New Jersey, right? Why is it in every pivotal election, the Democrat strongholds of the state are always the last ones to produce their numbers, right? And what we've uncovered with how they're taking uh, the mail-in votes, right, and the, the credit line of phantom voters to push through these ghost votes, right, to swing an election, mm -hmm. you know, how would they know how many votes they need, right? And, and that comes into play with, okay, well, if the machines are connected to the internet and there's any kind of breach, well, now they know how many votes they need. So having a single day 
is 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 just another you know layer, right? So so my company, I deal a lot with technology, um, cybersecurity, and that stuff, and. There, there's no way to have absolute security, right? Security is done in layers. So that's, that's what our initiatives are for, is to create the layers and the firewalls to make cheating as hard as possible. Now, you, you mentioned your company, you're a business owner. One, mm -hmm. Tell us about your business. Oh gosh, should I do that? Yeah, you give, well, give me a chance to give a free plug. You don't yeah. advertise with Flagler Fake News Live, do you? No, I okay, don't. we'll let you plug it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know, my business partner might get mad at me, right? Because you know, we have cancel culture out there, but um, I'm one of the owners of Smart Technologies, right? So we're, you know, a B2B company that uh, focuses on the documents. Um, so we're authorized with Rico and HP, office copiers and printers. We do phone systems, cybersecurity, IT services, that sort of thing. So you know how easy it is to hack a, a computer system or a voting machine? Yes. Well, but to play devil's advocate here, actually, what's been your reception from the from the Secretary of State and the SOEs because they've come out with their own statement, pretty much saying that the Florida election system is good, yes. it works fine, uh, it worked in this election. Uh, what do you say to that? Um, I don't want to be an adversary, right? We're here to help those people, and I think attacking them and saying that they're doing a bad job isn't going to get us the result that we want, right, which is to fix our system, right, and make sure that people can't cheat in our elections. So does your data um, agree with their statement? Absolutely not. Have, so, have you spoken here in Flagler County to our own supervisor of election and shown her the things that you have found? So I, I've, I've reached out, um, and she's been very open to meeting, okay. right, and, and without having ever met her, or done anything with, you know, I would say out of the, the supervisor of elections that I've looked at statewide, um, on the surface, ours is probably one of the better ones. Um, just because she promotes transparency, has an open invitation for anyone to come in and discover the process, you know, but the problem is, is she's not in control of mail-in ba ballots, right? It, on, on top of that, you know, we're, we're a volunteer army, so we're trying to get to the top to get the legislation passed. Sure. So I haven't had been able to make the time. Mm. And not knowing who's on your side and who's not, um, you know, you don't want to share all your secret recipes of how you're doing stuff, right, and peel back the curtains until you accomplish the, the main objective, which I think yesterday we did. Um, have you reached out to our local representatives like Paul Renner or Travis Hudson? Uh, so uh, Travis Hudson originally did not want to meet with me. Um, I made lots of calls and sent lots of emails. And, you know, I did get a, a phone call back from his chief of staff and basically at the time said, you know, uh, Senator Hudson doesn't think this is an issue worth uh, taking your meeting over. Um, but you're invited to come meet at the, the delegation. So I showed up at the delegation, I made the most out of my three minutes, um, and basically you know, presented my whole case, uh, whatever I could in those three minutes, and asked him to stop ignoring me. And he did say that they take it seriously, and at that point uh, gave me the meeting. Um, I drove up to Tallahassee, I was in person, 
I had my colleagues at Defend Florida uh, there on a Zoom. Um, he listened to us. He gave me an, over an hour, asked for you know the micro level data um, that you know at that point we already had a meeting on the books with the governor's office, so we you know we didn't necessarily turn you know open the curtains for him. Um, and at this point, I would like to meet with with Renner. I haven't gotten around to that, but you know if anyone can help me facilitate that. Uh, I know I want to talk to him and the the group at Defend Florida, but he's only heard from me for three minutes at the at the delegation meeting. Well, so, maybe they'll start paying more attention now that the governor's come yeah. out and had that press conference. Well, I think the the political winds are now changing after yesterday. So I'm just tickled that all the work of individual people who just you know we've been looking at the sky and saying it's blue and everyone's trying to tell us it's green, and we said no. You know, that's that's not the case. And so, you know, and, and I've, I've gotten pushback from so many people on the other side. And my response is always, you know, I, why don't you just come with me, right? I, I have an open invitation for anyone who thinks that what we're doing is, is not real to come with me. I will take you. We'll take our walk lists and we'll go knock on random doors and you'll see for yourself that these people don't exist, right? That the people at the addresses don't know everyone who's registered there, and that we have a problem, right? It's not, it's really not partisan, right? I mean, we're, we're Trump supporters and, and America first people, but at the end of the day, if we had legitimate elections and lost, I don't think any of us would feel bad about that. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's what I'm fighting for. Well, I'm sure Democrats cheated like hell in Virginia, but still lost, so they've got to be upset about yeah. it. I noticed Fairfax County, the big Democratic stronghold, um, where I actually used to live when I worked in D.C., they were last to report their numbers, yep. uh, as you said, and that mm -hmm. seems to be a technique of there, but, but even they couldn't make up well, that's, the that's, numbers. Well, that's time. the lesson, and that's what happened in Florida in 2020, right? If we get so passionate about our freedom and our liberty, and, and we flood the system with our real votes, right? They're not, it, they have the credit line, right? But what happened in Florida is we had so many people turn out to vote for Donald Trump that it broke the system, right? And that's what happened all over the country that exposed this fraud, is the overwhelming support for America first, right? And that, that happened in Virginia Right, and, and it's almost happening in, in New Jersey, and it, and it happened all over the country, and that's what exposed it. But now that it's been exposed, we need people to step up, right? And, and Trump did a great job for us fighting for our rights for four years, but now we have to step up and, and fight for him and fight for our country, right? We can't just let the politicians do the work for us anymore. Well, I absolutely agree. The name of the organization is defendflorida.org. If you go to our flaglerfortrump.com webpage, we have a tab set up for you, which has all your information and contact on it. So just visit our website or go to defendflorida.org. You're still looking for volunteers, right? Absolutely. So how do they get in touch with you directly? Uh, you can email me at eddie at thesteelmanfamily.com. Eddie at the Steelman family.com. Yep. Or you know, my phone number, 239 478 8272. Say that again. 239 
478-8272. All right. Well, that's fabulous. This is all the time Thanks, we have. Thank you for uh, yeah. for being here. It was an honor. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank, we, thank we, you. We appreciate you coming. And um, remember, folks, visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's the number four. That's the number four. Thank you, Alan. And uh, you can find out what we're doing and, and when our meetings are. And uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff there. Join us in our campaign against... Flagler Fake News Live, please. And finally, Melissa, Melissa Holland, if you're watching, and I know you are, because I know you miss me, uh, you are always welcome to come and be a guest on our show. We'd like to hear what you've been up to. That's it, folks, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, let's go, Brandon. We'll see you next time. The Future of Flagler is sponsored by the Flagler Trump Club. Our meetings are every third Monday, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW. Visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's flagler, the number four, trump.com to learn more. Let's make America great again.